Are you an accredited investor looking for a new opportunity to generate passive income and build the retirement of your dreams? Then elevate your investment game with Viking Capital, where wealth meets wisdom. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting out, Viking Capital can help guide you towards financial freedom through passive real estate investing. With strong and transparent underwriting, Viking identifies low-risk opportunities with the goal of preserving investor capital and maximizing long-term growth potential. And their accessible and responsive investor relations team will help you understand how each investment will impact your unique financial goals. With $800 million in assets acquired, more than $230 million in equity raised, and more than 5,000 units under management, Viking Capital is your path to early retirement. To learn about Viking Capital's latest investment opportunity, which is available for you right now, visit go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best. That's go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best to get started today. Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, Promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. If you go into that as an investor, you're more reliant on the market conditions to lift your rents moving forward. Welcome to the Best Ever Show, the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. What's up, Best Ever listeners? Welcome back to another episode of Passive Investor Tips. I'm your host, Travis Watts. In today's episode, we're talking about why value-add business plans make the most sense. The most sense for who? Well, at least the most sense for me. As always, not giving you financial advice, not telling you or anyone what to do. Please seek licensed advice. This is always educational purposes only. So in this episode, we're kind of honing in and we're talking about mostly the topic of being a passive investor or being a limited partner in syndications or real estate private placements. So when you're a limited partner, you get the choice to decide, first of all, what asset class you want to invest in. There's multifamily, self-storage, industrial, mobile home parks, hospitality, hotels, car washes. So you also get the freedom of choice to decide what business plan you want to partner in when it comes to those asset choices, such as new development, new construction, 
luxury, opportunistic, which means that often they'll have major issues or be in a less desirable area and you'll have a lot of hurdles to tackle and try to turn something around with a lot of work, time, and effort. Or you have value add, which we're going to talk about a lot in this episode, or you have core and core plus, or what some people might refer to as turnkey business models, where all the renovations have been done, tenants are in place, occupancy and collections are high, and you're just buying something pre-existing with little to no deferred maintenance so that you can just ride on the cash flow in the market. So with that said, I do pretty much all of those things with the exception of new development, but I want to share with you why my bread and butter and why the bulk of my portfolio has been heavily weighted on value-add business plans. And value add can be simplified by just saying that we're buying something that's pre-existing, we're fixing it up, we're modernizing the efficiency and the units and the clubhouse and the amenities to use multifamily as an example. We're making it a better place and then we are looking to resell it once we're finished with that business plan. And you can relate this to really a lot of different things in life. The parallel I like to draw is on cars, you could do the same thing, right? So a value add opportunity or business plan with a car I've done before. I did this with a Porsche Cayenne years ago that I bought really cheap, put some miles on it, fixed up a few things and then ended up selling it. Or a better example is my wife's Lexus, which we bought, I want to say in 2019-ish and had 150,000 miles on it, little Lexus hybrid four-door car paid $6,000 for it locally. It was mismarketed. It had a few issues with it. We bought it. We fixed those issues on the cheap. She ended up putting 25,000 miles on it over the course of the next few years. We actually rented this car out using an app and a platform and made about $2,500 net off of that. And then recently, I just listed it and sold it for $8,000. So we actually turned a profit used the car for 25,000 miles and pocketed some rental income in the process. That is an example of value add. So I've really been inspired since about 2015 and 16 when I first started really getting into being a limited partner in these syndications with this concept of value add. I was raised with those types of beliefs that if you want an armoire or a chase lounge in your house or something, you buy it used, you make it look nice, you freshen it up. We used to do this with leather furniture as a kid, and then we can sell it at a profit after using it for our own purposes. And even before I got into multifamily syndications and being a limited partner, I spent six and a half years doing value add on single family homes and condos and townhomes, whether it was a home I was buying to live in and I was having a roommate or something. Meanwhile, I was fixing up the property and selling it for a profit later or with fix and flips or with vacation rentals or with my buy and holds. I've always really focused on this value add segment. And I want to compare that now to something like new development. And it's not to suggest that you can't make money doing new development. In fact, a lot of people have. But if we take the same parallel between cars and real estate real quick, and you think, okay, if you're buying 
a brand new luxury apartment community that's already been completed and leased up and has top market rents, you're probably not going to be getting a big discount on it because that's a highly demanded product and pretty much you can get top dollar. So if you go into that as an investor, you're more reliant on the market conditions to lift your rents moving forward. In other words, there's really no deferred maintenance. There's really nothing you can add to a brand new community. Or in the case of a car, you buy a brand new car, you're probably not going to get a large discount on one these days. And there's nothing you can really do to improve it. You can't put a backup camera or navigation in or change the displays or upgrade the sound system. It already has all the bells and whistles. So if you're going to try to make money at a new car, it is possible. For example, electric cars right now, there's a long wait list for a lot of them. So what some people have been doing is they'll order a car, let's say six to 12 months ago, have it delivered, use it for a little bit, claim their tax credit if there is one that's applicable, and then sell the car sometimes at a profit And the reason is, again, it's market conditions. It's simply supply and demand. If somebody wants a brand new Tesla, whatever, in the color red with the upgraded wheels, that could be six to eight months out if they go online and place an order. But if I have one that they can drive home today, I might be able to jack that price up and make a little bit of a profit. But again, keeping in mind, that is market dependent. Eventually, if you can go straight to a Tesla dealership and walk away with virtually any car you want, then that stops working. And this is why I love value add. We'll get back to the show with a first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Are you a real estate investor looking to break into the multifamily investing space? Have you heard of MFIN Con happening in Charlotte, North Carolina, June 12th through the 14th? The Multifamily Investor Nation Convention is a place to learn from over 60 high-level apartment investors while networking with more than 700 additional investors. If that's not enough for you, A-Rod, yep, Alex Rodriguez, 12-time Major League Baseball All-Star with over $700 million of commercial real estate assets, will be live and in person speaking at the event. Also speaking is the one and only Dr. Robert Cialdini, the godfather of influence and the award-winning author. I personally love his books. So be sure to secure your tickets to this live in-person event before they're gone. Go to MFINCon.com for more details. Sponsorship opportunities are also available. Visit MFINCON.com today. Use the promo code BESTEVER to get $200 off your tickets. That's MFINCON.com. Everyone is looking for a recession-resilient investment. How can you try to pre- Prevent from losing money by picking the wrong fund and sponsor? Right now, you can get Reliant Real Estate Management's free guide, 10 Things to Consider in a Real Estate Investment Fund, by visiting besteverreliant.com. Answer questions like, is the organization's focus on you? And does the fund keep employees? Reliant Real Estate Management is ranked one of the top 20 largest self-storage operators in the country with $1 billion in self-storage assets. After completing three funds and selling 38 properties with $0 of investor principal loss, they have an average project level IRR of 33% in just over 3.5 years. Visit besteverreliant.com right now to receive the 10 things to consider in a real estate investment fund and get access to their latest investment opportunities. That's besteverreliant.com, B-E-S-T-E-V-E-R, 
R-E-L-I-A-N-T.com. So now let's talk for a minute about C-class and D-class apartments. These are usually much older, vintage product, 1950s, 60s, 70s. And we have to remember, you might get a discount, so to speak, on the purchase price when you look at the per unit cost, but it's because these are less desirable properties. A, because they're older, they often have a lot more deferred maintenance, or it may be classified as a C or D because it's in a less desirable place. So with that in mind, you have to remember that when you go to exit those deals, you're not going to have as many buyers on the back end. In other words, a lot of institutions aren't even looking at those classes because they're looking for the newer remodeled turnkey class A and class B product type. So I draw this parallel to something like the car I drove in college was a 1995 Honda Civic. Well, it was an older car even at that time, and it lacked a lot of modern luxuries and conveniences that had no navigation. It had no backup camera. In fact, it didn't even have air conditioning in the state of Florida. And it's because I believe it was originally sold in a colder climate, somewhere like Maine or something like that, where AC is just not something that appeals to a lot of people buying cars, apparently, at least in 1995 or so I hear. So that's why I was able to buy it for cheap. It seemed like just such a bargain at the time. I forget exactly what I paid, but it was very, very low numbers. But then I had to remember that when I went to sell that car, it's still a 1995 Honda Civic with a ton of miles on it. It was manual transmission. It had no air conditioning. And now I'm selling it in Florida. So that was a really tough sale. I don't know if I ended up breaking even or losing a little bit of money on it. But again, it's not to say I couldn't have made money on it. It's just that you have to always keep in mind that's a less desirable product type. Back to an apartment example of a C or a D class. There's not much you can do if you think about it to a 1970s original vintage product that has eight foot popcorn ceilings and is full of one bedroom units that are 600 square foot. You can't really expand those units unless you want to have less units on the property and you can scrape popcorn ceilings all day long. But at the end of the day, you look at it and you say, that looks like a 1970s apartment building. So to a prospective renter, that's what it is. And so now today people are looking for home offices. They're looking for the second bedrooms. People are starting to, because we're entering into recession, double up with people and split rent. Well, that just doesn't work in an old product type like that. Again, I haven't invested in those product types, not saying you can't make money in them, but it's kind of a higher risk, higher return kind of scenario. So Passive Investor Tips is all about making these episodes short and to the point, just little snippets, things to think about for the week. So I'll end with this. When you do value add as a business plan, it gives you a little bit of wiggle room and margin. And what I mean by that is, most of the deals I partner in, we're buying the complex, the apartment building, about 200 below market rents today. And it's because they're older and outdated, but they have the potential for the value-add business plan to compete with more modernized buildings and amenities. So for some perspective, 2008, 9, and 10, Class B multifamily rents fell about $125 per month at the absolute worst of the Great Recession. So if we can just get through, let's say, roughly 50% of our business plan, then we have a cushion 
to withstand some of the volatility, some of the uncertainty, the rising interest rates, things that are inevitably going to pop up like kitchen fires or floods or tornadoes. It's real estate, guys. It's reality. It's a people business. So things are going to happen. I've always felt a little comfort in sleeping at night, knowing that if we just get a little bit through the business plan, we've got that cushion to fall back on if we do have to stagnate our rents or even bring them a little bit back down, we've hopefully been able to at least modernize and enhance that community to make it more desirable to justify the rent lifts or at least the stabilization of the rents. So with that, I'm going to keep it short on this episode. If we haven't connected, Facebook and Instagram is at Passive Investor Tips, Bigger Pockets, LinkedIn. I'm all over the place. Travis Watts, let's connect. Happy to be a resource for you. If you want a 15-minute Q&A call, you want to dive deeper, I've got nothing to sell you. I've got a lot to give. I appreciate the comments, the feedback, the support. You guys really seem to be liking this segment. I love doing this segment, and it's been the most fun that I've had so far here at Best Ever. So thanks so much for your support, everyone. Have a Best Ever week. We'll see you on the next episode.